This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com. Pink suits with hats to match. Big cracker dolls and Cadillacs. You looking for the fattest sacks. This is where it's at. Windows tinted. Seats for lyric recline. Keep the hands on the burner. Cause niggas know that it's money on the Yo, what up, though? It's your man, Jake Johnson, a.k.a. the Tim Foyle Hat Titan, a.k.a. the Conspiracy Realist, a.k.a. the Technology Snob Steve Jobs Jr. Don't text me with your green bubbles, a.k.a. I only debate my equals. Everybody else I teach, also known as Juice, because all the hoes say J.U. Ice, Young Caesar, because you know you can't roam without me. Mr. If you did it, I've done it before. I had it, got mad at it, don't want it no more. Also known as... I heard your little podcast, and it's cool, but it ain't Ralph, though. A.K.A., if you leave me in a room with lions, Simba's dying. Come back 15 minutes later, I'll have dinner frying. If you're not enjoying these intros, you're damn lying. And I hate to keep dragging out these bars with everything I spit fire. Bars. The best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be. What up? Are you finally done? Finally. <laughs> and it's your man, Dame Gone Wild. Pride of Puritan Avenue, landlord of the West Side, thought ass Dame, boss Dame, dope game Dame, your mama's favorite Dame, Lieutenant Dan in these streets, because I'm out here telling you retards what the fuck to do. You're welcome. Problematic. <laughs> <laughs> what up? Welcome back. Shop Talk Podcast, episode number 59. I think this is very clear where we're going with this one. The Royster Five Nine episode. Goddamn right. I mean, that's the best Five Nine I know. I take it. Is there a more? Is there is a, is there a more popular Fifty Nine? Nah. Yeah. They don't matter. If they Shout are. out to Royce. Shout out to Detroit Hip Hop. Yo, the deci- uh the deciphered exhibit down at the DIA. I'm yeah. gonna check it out next week. But uh, Mo Mo Dirty hit me up. Shout out my nigga Mo Dirty. He was in town because he's in the deciphered. Uh, and one of the uh, mm-hmm. one of the pictures down on display at the DIA. Uh, it's a big deal for Detroit. It is. That's some Nolan's in Nolan's featured in it, and just anybody who's a lot of people were who's a somebody in Detroit yeah. hip hop. There were some policies involved. There were some people left off, um, but uh, it's this dope list for the city. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean you're not you're not gonna be able to make everybody happy. I mean somebody's gonna get get left off of there but i mean a lot of you know the more prominent names in the city are are on that list and i'm looking forward to checking that out next week man i just think that's extremely dope man i seen them shooting videos and everything you down the dia because of your work like when it comes to rap music there are or hip-hop or just music in general there are no no rules these are young men from detroit that Went against the grain, did things their own way, made their own style, their own brand of music. Because Detroit rappers don't sound like nobody else. For the most, well, no, for the most part, we don't. No, nah, so I mean, and they made their own lane, and they made something out of it. I mean, and I'm always a fan of people that make something out of nothing. Absolutely, you got to ground from the bottom. Yeah. Pause. Um, dog, you know I don't I don't really fuck with McDonald's, dog. But I was hungry as fuck this morning, and I had to go get me three hash browns and an orange juice. That's the only thing I eat at McDonald's, and this shit probably is the worst thing on the menu. Who knows? But fried potatoes. You yeah. just should have got. You just should have got a uh, French fries. I, I started to, but it feel like breakfast a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Because it's flat. Because it's all in one piece. I don't know. You ever wonder why Pop Tarts is supposed to be a breakfast food? 
Pop tarts are terrible. My kids love them. <laughs> like, they're ate, fucking terrible. When's the last time you ate a pop tart? Nigga, all the time. They in the vending machine at work. So when it's four o'clock in the morning and I'm hungry and I want quote unquote real food, uh, that's your option is a pop tart. Pop tarts or Skittles? Like which one of those? <laughs> <laughs> like uh, deaf to all these vending machines. They didn't put the damn Apple Pay thing on that bitch now. So now when I don't even got money, I can still put my phone up to the damn vending machine. Like uh, this is bad, dog. Like. Yeah, I don't. I don't eat pop tarts. Them shits is diabetes in a pack for sure. And I, my help, my quote unquote healthy ass should not be eating that at all. And no. I, I haven't eaten McDonald's in probably like five or six years. Uh-huh. I just can't do it. The last time I ate McDonald's, I felt like I was about to give birth to a ten pound baby. Yeah, I'm probably taking shit after this. <clears throat> it is what it is. Thanks. Thanks for sharing. Hey man, McDonald's will do it to you. Uh, uh, shout out to Ty Mopkins for coming through last week, blessing us. With an incredible interview, giving us a lot of gems about Detroit, Detroit fashion, and uh, some big business that we'll probably be doing later on down the line. Absolutely, man! I got a lot of calls and emails and texts, you know, off that. E- I mean, off that. Uh, off that interview, and a lot of people said the same thing. Like I did not know a lot of that information. Yeah, like he really dropped jewels um, and some Detroit history. Yeah, yeah. Humble guy. Uh, you know, it was great just to have him in here for about an hour or two just to kind of pick his brain. You know, shout out to SJ and AJ from the College of Hip Hop. For, for sure. You know, some niggas is the plug. And what do you plug into the plug? A fucking power strip? Yeah. Like, them <laughs> niggas them niggas are the power strip. And everybody can get, pl- like, it's plugged into them motherfuckers. Man, I would dare somebody to, f- I'll pay somebody five Five dollars because I'm broke, right? <laughs> if you can find me two people that say two bad words about them too, that don't, I don't think they exist. You won't find it. No. So shout out to them, man. Um, all right, man. So uh, how was your week, man? Week was cool, man. Work from home like three days this oh, week. That's love. Which is always, which is always love. I don't call that shit work. No shit. I'm in my boxes. And shit. Yeah. <laughs> I log on, check some emails, respond to niggas, make it seem like I'm working, but. That's it. Uh, yeah, nothing, nothing really popped off during my week. Man, it was a bit of a um, slow week. I, don't, I ain't nothing really pop off for me either, to be perfectly honest. Um, I'm actually trying to tell my – I'm trying to put a proposal together to get my boss to let me work from home because I was trying to debate, like, I don't need to be in here no more. <laughs> so we'll see how that works. It's not going to happen. It could be. I got her two proposals. Either, um, well, I put together two proposals, and this is how it's going to work in my brain. Uh, I'm going to be like, proposal A, um, allow me or the other young lady who I work with, while one of, we work together, one of us work from home, or let's run these four by tens and get an extra day off. I'm going to present both and see which one she likes the best. Neither. That's not how we do it in sales. So. I mean, I, I work from <laughs> you gotta home. Present the clothes. You got to go with the clothes. I work from home for about six months, and that shit was cool at first. You know, you save a lot of money on gas. You get up. You know, I ain't got to go out for lunch because I just go straight to the refrigerator. You know, you save a lot of money on that point. But sooner or later, you're going to get lonely. And you you do. You do. You you just get tired of staring at four walls. I got walls. social you, media. How can I get lonely? No, man, you're going to need, like, real human interaction. I got FaceTime. 
I got, you know. I mean, for me, that and was. And I'm at home, so I can tell you to come over. <laughs> I mean, for me, that was the biggest, like, downfall. It was like, for the first three, four months, it was cool. But, like. Oh, dang, you're a people person, man. You need. I'm not saying I'm a people person, love, but, like, but, like, you're used to interacting <laughs> with people every single day. It makes the work, the flow of the work day go a little bit differently. I think the internet and social media has taught us how to be, you know, get your relationship fixes via your fingertips. You talk and text to people all day. And, you know, find a meme and make it work for you. <laughs> yeah. No, I just need I need a little bit of human interaction. I got you. I got you. I mean, I don't need to be in the office every day. But if I could pop in twice a week, I'd be cool with that. You know who's not going to be in office this week? The former secretary yeah. of staff for the White House. Grand, grand opening, opening, grand close. God damn. I didn't... know chicks with periods that lasted longer <laughs> than his employment lasted. That was going on. No, it's the third. We got the three. In six months, uh, I mean, sometimes it's just not a good fit. You ever fire somebody? You know what? After like ten years in, in management and leadership, I have never fired somebody. Every time, now I've I, I have prepared the paperwork multiple times, everything ready with HR and everything. The day that the firing supposed to happen, they never come back to work. Like they always quit. I've probably fired fifteen people in the last three years. <laughs> Those are fifteen people who are not listening to the podcast. Fifteen right? people in my in my la- in my most recent management position. Fifteen people in three years. I did nine in a year. Mm. Like my, like my first year, I got rid of nine people. Man, I'm talking about every time I I done put the paperwork and everything together. The day of, they just don't come back but, to work. Then maybe, uh, then maybe you can't. It's like buyer's remorse. And we both said this, like when you hire somebody or when you interview somebody, you are getting 120% of them right then right, and there. Absolutely. They're giving you their best shit through and through. That's not the motherfucker that's going to show up to work not on the all. first day. You might get 100% nine, of them on the first day, but after that. Nine times out of ten, that is not the person you're going to get. Now, every once in a while, you get them superstars like, damn, this motherfucker showed and proved, did everything they were supposed to do. Nine and a half times out of ten, you're not doing yeah. it. Yeah, and I mean, you could hire, and even in that fact, you could hire somebody and you think, wow, they're going to be amazing. They come into work and shit to bed, right. and now you s- stuck with the motherfucker. And that's kind of like what I feel about, like, 45 and his whole regime, that a lot of people, you, you know. Did you like his interview process? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm not a fan. I've never Uh-oh. been a fan. There's, There is absolutely nothing he could do to, well, Nah, there's not much he could do to ever make me be, like, a 45 supporter. Uh, but I feel like he came in with a lot of razzle-dazzle, mm-hmm. told people what they wanted to hear in the interviews and and shit. And then he got in office and he shit the bed, and he keeps shitting the bed. Like, his administration hasn't done – all they've done is taken shit away. I don't know what they've given us, what benefit they – They've they done. They can't even do the evil shit they want to do correctly. Like even the evil shit that they planning don't ever happen. Every like, other we talk day, about it in the media and it, we make it all doom and gloom, but that shit never happens. Every other day they trying to get rid of the Affordable Care Act. Can't do it because it's probably pretty fucking complicated and it's made to be hard to get rid of. And it's, I mean, from the information that I have received in my in my layman's term, like it's better than what we had before. And unless you're going to replace it with something just as good, and if you only replace it with something just as good, you might as well have kept the other one. If you're not going to replace it with something better, leave that shit alone, man. Go back to the drawing board. They just don't 
They don't want people to be, to I needed be happy, to, to be free. Because I needed to keep going for the next 17 years. What happened to the wall? Man. We ain't heard shit else about that wall. The Mexican president was like, we're not building a fucking wall. Man, that shit ain't going, dog. It's not going down. I'm still waiting for him to make shit great again. Uh, but how he's getting getting people in and out of here, uh, I don't know if that's ever going to happen. You know what they're saying now is that he's on vacation currently and with everything like I saw on. 45 on vacation? Yeah. Yeah, he took a little, took a little vacation. Where do you go for vacation when you're the president? I go to one of my golf courses that I own. He owns a the, like the, I think the largest golf course in Ireland or some shit. So I own it. I vacation there, but they're saying that he may not come back after vacation. He, I, I've been saying he gonna fuck around and quit. He gonna be the first president to say, "No, nah, I'm out this bitch." That wouldn't be that bad. I don't know. People quit jobs every day. Yeah, but usually they do some fucked up shit before they quit. Like, what has he done? <laughs> Everything that he's done has been fucked up. No, 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 no. I'm talking about some beneficial shit. Niggas steal credit card numbers. They do. Like, I wonder what he have set up for himself for when he exits office. What's the worst office. thing you've ever done before you quit a job? You know, actually, um, I haven't ever did no fucked up shit. Oh. I really <laughs> haven't. You said, oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have. I know what I wanted to do. I used to work in Sears. I used to work in Sears Paint. I wanted to, when I left, I wanted to knock all the paint off the shelf, like one by one, like boom. Because it happens all the time. Like somebody knocks the paint out, somebody go out and clean it up. Like it won't be like the end of the world. I just wanted to go through and like knock multiple paint, paint to can, cans of paint off, but I didn't. Oh. <laughs> I've done some- I resigned. I didn't even get fired or no shit like that. So I've quit some spots and done some fucked up shit. Uh,. I quit when anything in the last seven years. Statue of limitations. Be careful. <laughs> nah, not in the last seven years. Okay, good. When I quit Wendy's, I kept getting checks for like seven months after I quit. Oh, they ain't come back for you? Nah, man. My ex-wife at the time, that was my high school sweetheart, my girlfriend. I would go up to the job because she worked like for a while. Me, my ex-wife, and my sister-in-law were a package deal. If you hired one of us, all. The other two coming. Okay. Because we riding together to work. We working similar shifts, all that shit. So if you take one, you're taking all three. Okay. And when we left Wendy's, I left, but them two stayed up there. So I was still coming visitor, and my number was still like your login number to get paid. Like we didn't have a time clock. You just logged into one of the registers with your last four, your social number. They didn't take me out the system, so I just kept logging in. Every time I come to see her, like, and I knew everybody there, so, like, I would just tell people what I want. They go make it. I just punched myself why was, in. Why they was away? Why they turned yeah. their back? Yeah, I just punched myself in on the clock. And by the time they realize that I've been on the clock, well, it's probably five, six hours later. And I'm going to visit her maybe two, three nights a week, maybe twice, twice this week, twice next week. And I'm punching in every single time I go see her. And I was still getting checks. Mm. That's like money laundering no, or, or some sort of – oh, have you watched Ozark? Nah, ain't up on it. Jesus Christ. They, I didn't want to get involved with a new new Netflix series or new series in general, but everybody kept saying, watch Ozark, watch Ozark. I turned that shit on, I don't know, Thursday. Mm-hmm. I finished that shit yesterday. Is it good? I it, keep hearing good things about it. Yeah, I was real – I walked in real skeptical. Like, you know, when Twitter tell you some shit that's good, it'd be like, yeah, this shit fire. Okay, I'm gonna have to check it out. You fuck with Snowfall? I, I have not watched it yet. 
It's on my to-do list. Snowfall is good, too. Yeah, I might and wait. And John Singleton produced. Yeah, I know. I got love-hate relationship with John Singleton. But I might wait till the whole season over so I can binge watch the shit. I know it's about three or four seasons, I mean, episodes in, right? Yeah. So, I don't Like know. four. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Don't get caught up on the money launcher. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I've, I've, if, if I work for a job and there was cash able to be exchanged, I took money. Wendy's took money. I worked for a movie theater. Got broke the fuck off working for the movies. Uh, you know, that's. Lee, don't leave money around you. Got it. I mean, yeah. If <laughs> Got I, it. I understand. I, I just feel like if you don't pay, if you don't pay your people well, they're gonna look for ways to take more from you. So yeah. I mean, take care of your people. Well, there's three people that were not being taken care of this week. And they've run uh, lawsuits. Oh, man. <laughs> lawsuits against uh, Mr. Let It Burn himself, Usher Raymond. There are three more people coming out the closet uh, to. Uh, that was very deliberate. Yeah, it was. Because uh, one's a man. Yeah. Damn, fam. Now, last week, wasn't I just saying I was surprised if. I'm just saying. That was two weeks ago. Like, I'm surprised that Usher liked me. I mean, like women. And apparently. A man is saying that he gave him that gift that keeps on giving. Herpes. Jesus Christ. Uh, Are we surprised? That that Usher has herpes or that it's spreading or that he gave him, or that he passed it along to a man. Yeah, that he passed it along to another man. Allegedly. Sooner or later, I felt like this was going to come out. Like, if you're handing out checks, I mean, why can't? Get in line and try and get one. I mean, true, but it got like that's just unfortunate. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing funny about. I know I got friends that I know have herpes. There's nothing funny, nothing funny about the shit. Because I mean, no, I'm, I'm laughing can, at the fact that out of two out of three is women and one is a man, and like that kind of got. How much is he suing for? I don't know. That'll be a couple M's. This nigga gonna be broke as fuck by the end of the year, dog. You think so? Why not? Usher doesn't he still have like that majority stake in the Cavs? Usher's probably doing all right. One, uh, he has a minority stake in the Cavs. Yeah, there's only one majority over there. It's Dan Gilbert. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what I meant. Minority stake in the Cavs. I don't. He's probably with a minority stake. You bring in a minority part of the money, which is still an NBA franchise. I mean, I mean, I'm sure he's not hurt. I own part of Apple. <laughs> Your one share right, in Apple like, don't so, mean shit. Exactly, I'm a minority owner in Apple right now. So, so now what? You're jumping on the head <laughs> off the ledge, saying that you're a minority owner. You own two shares of stock. I'm in saying, Apple. Dog, I'm just saying that's this is the equivalent of because you can't buy stock in in NBA teams. Your owners, that's your stock. And when you're a minority owner, nigga, let me get two of them shares, fam. I mean, I'm, I don't think Usher's hurting for money. At least I hope, you know, he's been smart about his investments and they hurting for money. But, I mean, you're paying he, alimony, child support, and niggas keep coming after you because you tens keep. And, and, and with tens of millions of dollars worth of lawsuits, and then you're going to have to pay um, money on top of that just to pay the lawyers to fight those cases? We I haven't mean. seen or heard a thing from Usher since these allegations have started coming out. I just think you should jump in front of it. You know, R. Kelly has definitely been a lot vocal from his shit. Yeah, R. Kelly said, I'm not, I ain't got these bitches in the basement and he said, making them drink pee. I ain't canceling no tours, nothing like R. Kelly. Um, Ticket sales are suffering, though. Well, he said it's not. He said they, they, people said they were suffering so much he had to cancel a couple of tour dates. 
And I just seen a video of him yesterday. It was like uh, Boise, Idaho, wherever he's about to go. I'll be there. Don't believe it. I ain't canceling no tour dates. I'll be there. Who knows what the truth is? But Usher has not been saying a word. Uh, nah, which which makes me believe like he might truly have that package. I wouldn't say shit either though. Like in real life, you, nigga come out the Woolworth saying some a whole bunch of fuck shit about me. I'm not saying nothing in person. I'll say something in person. I'm not about to get on. I'm not about to get online. I'm not saying getting on social media and tweeting about it or getting or making an Instagram post. But I mean, you got a publicist. Make nope. them work. Uh-huh. Make them earn that check. No, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not saying shit. TMZ ain't called Usher going to the grocery store, the CVS, not nothing. Mm-mm. So he just in the house till this shit die down. That nigga working on his mm. dance moves. She Work, <laughs> man, he probably working on a new album right no, now. No, matter of fact, he was just at the. Um, he was just uh, last week. He was in Ohio. Um, at the Cincinnati um, Jazz Fest and shit. He's still performing. Oh, well. Now, he ain't, you know. He, he just ain't hiding. He ain't hiding. He can just, but he ain't saying shit. Nigga getting them checks, you know. But I'm, well, he got to get them checks. Because <laughs> exactly. if you got to kick out that money, I mean, you niggas still want to. Like, people st- still want to see Usher perform. And in the grand scheme of things, it's an STD. He's not out here. Di- like, herpes ain't necessarily going to. Kill you like that well, no, as no, I no, die no, no, slowly, no, no. but well, I mean, well, 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 well. so yes, it's just STD. However, if you know that you got this STD and you're not telling people that you have STD and you having sex with them unprotected, you are risking their lives. Yeah, like that's not. I mean, we've been laughing and joking, but like, nigga, this shit is serious. Like these should these should be these could be criminal charges versus civil charges. Like you can't just go out here willy nilly and, and spread shit. Herpes. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's fucked up. And how the disease works, somebody may have it and never have an outbreak, and they don't know that they have it. But you knew. Now you didn't give it to them. They didn't took it to whoever they was with next, which is why everybody should go get tested. Some people are asymptomatic. You may not have no symptoms, sticking you straight out here, giving out this raw dick <laughs> or, or vagina to people, and now they taking homes shit with, that they can't get rid of. You know what I'm saying? So get tested. And if you know you got something, which we're going to get into a little bit later. Full like, disclosure. Yeah, no, that's fucked up, man. Because even if you got something, there's still people out here that's gonna fuck you. Yes. So I mean, just just that little story that we shared after off the air. <laughs> yeah. Like, clearly, there are. I'm like y'all niggas, wow. But yeah, hey. there's still people out here that have had sex with you. So I mean, some just, niggas just don't care about life. Shit, I don't know. Um, I don't even think it's that deep. But I'm just saying, like, people are accepting of a lot of different shit. The thing is, you just have to give them the opportunity to say, I'm going to accept it. Now, when you start taking choice away from people, that's when I feel that you're wrong as hell. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, if you give someone the choice and they say, okay, I still want to, then, you know, God bless it. When you take away, and I guess this kind of leads us into one of our bigger topics this week uh, that we get into. Um, when you take choice away from somebody, should that be a crime? In certain situations, yes. All right, and we'll we'll elaborate and get deeper. In certain situations, <clears throat> because like if a nigga tells a woman like, "Oh yeah, baby, I make a hundred thousand dollars a year, and this Benz I took you out to dinner, and that's mine," and she chooses to have sex with him, then a week later she finds out he living in the basement. He should have to pay a fine. It'd be a, a lot. Ticket. It'd be a lot she of niggas paying fines. She get a ticket. Nothing, nothing to like like a speeding ticket. Like, yeah, sixty five dollars, fam. Like you gotta you gotta pay a ticket. There's gotta be some penalty. If lying to a woman came with a penalty or a fine, lying to a man, 
Because that means them eyelashes, their makeup, them. Oh, con- so they should have to pay that, a fine for that too. <laughs> the contour, your, your your nose and your cheek is not really that small. They really like when them when them shadows go away, you look like a whole other person. Man, when they start, fam, because you look like a fam when they start when they start putting that Mac on and putting them filters on Instagram. Y'all turn y'all are Decepticons. Definitely, you know different from uh <laughs> like from fucking Starscream or something. You are a transformer in disguise. You got hair. You got eyelashes, you got makeup, you got contour, you got push-up bra. You don't went to Dr. Miami. You got push-up bra, you got on a waist trainer, you got a booty pop. You got like, nigga, that's from head to toe. It's a lie. Jesus Christ. I mean, but it happens every day. So, I mean, I would be. You got to pay a fine. There got to be a ticket. But you kind of know some of them things are fake. I don't know. If you're a man and you've been dating and you have been dating women. I just assume anytime I just be honest. Anytime I see a woman with long hair, I just assume it's fake. Whether it's a wig or a weave, I just assume it's one of the two. Could be. Now, if it's not, then I'm pleasantly surprised, and I'm like, "Oh, wow!" Let's give it a yank later on. You find out. I mean, yeah, but or you run through, you run your fingers through your hair, and you feel them Iverson braids <laughs> up underneath. But I just assume anytime I see long hair, that it's fake. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Um, all right, man. Two other things. Uh, you hear about Bill Cosby? His defense attorney quit right before his the second trial. His second trial about to go, and his defense court attorney just quit. That's cool. I mean, you ain't got. <laughs> he had enough. <laughs> they had enough. You on your own now, putting like, pop. Like uh, this, this L not going on my record. <laughs> what's what's the? I understand what Bill Cosby did is dead ass wrong, dead wrong. But this man is what eighty years old, mm-hmm. maybe eighty plus. Like, let's be honest. How much time do you think Bill Cosby got left? So what's the alternative? Let him. He's not a. Something like this. Bill Cosby comes in here and he does something to one of the Bradley children. Not not like on some. He does something to the Bradley children that should not be done. He's 80 years old. So should we go through the court system or should we just let dad fuck him up? Like I, as, there got to be a consequence for what you did. I think you should you should step outside, lock the door. And there's going to be some so furniture. There are windows in here, and Bill Cosby can find the quickest way to the ground. Well, I'm okay with, with compromising. So if this nigga too old, he's not going to do no time. Let's just make Bill Cosby shoot the fair one with one of his accusers or the accuser's loved one. The accuser can pick one loved one to shoot the fair one. With it's sort Bill of like Cosby. it's sort of like Game of Thrones. Absolutely, when, <laughs> that's what I, that's the second thing I was yeah. talking about. <laughs> it's sort of like when they what is it the. When, oh the boy, trial yeah. and you can you can select someone to to fight in your yeah. place. Trial by uh, combat or yeah, go through trial by combat. Hey, though, I'm picking that. I gotta go to court on the 17th for August and shit. For I'm these like, guns? listen, I gotta go to court on the 17th for <laughs> August and shit. Yeah, I'm gonna ask. I'm like, Your Honor, um, instead of facing the jury, of my peers, can I go trial by combat with the officer? <laughs> I'm okay. I take my chances. I think I would win. Yeah, a lot of these officers is just pussies. Any way they want to do it, I would win. Eight-ounce gloves? Eight-ounce gloves, no gloves in the middle of the street, vests, no vests. We, we, I, I, I'll take my chances. Yeah, I can see that. But That's fair. That's fair. I think it's fair. No, it's, I think we got we to gotta, we gotta incorporate a new segment, dog. TV time. Because there's a lot of shows that we watch religiously that we ain't been talking about. We ain't talking about power on the show. We ain't talking about Insecure. We ain't talking about Game of Thrones. Okay, so did you hear that the time for TV time? It's time for TV time. Uh, You hear about the Game of Thrones this season? Well, this episode has leaked online. Yeah, HBO servers got hacked and they leaked. They released season episode four 
I'm online. I haven't watched it yet. I'm going to go find it It's tonight. supposed to be the shortest episode of the season, only 50 minutes. But they say that shit was fire. Like, I need to go watch this. I'm not one of them. I'm not one of them people that really need like I have to I have to watch a show like right now like I got access to Netflix. Do I just binge watch shows? No, nah, I don't. I watch them at my leisure. Like I don't care. I'm not I don't need to be the first to see it. What I don't like is motherfuckers talking about that shit online, tweeting it. So shout it out to my Facebook post. Shout out to my Power Squad uh, cuz at uh, 9 o'clock in the morning or so on Sunday morning, we definitely go in on Facebook. And this is the livest Facebook group post. Shout out to Trinidad Ant. Ant is the leader of the uh, of the Power Squad. So he make a comment and say, hey, tag everybody. Like, we about to talk about it. So when you scroll in your timeline, you won't just see it. But this is, yes, last week, she got up 1,200 comments, fam. Like, I don't, I'm talking about the, the – I'm think. I mean, it got it's so intense that I'm like, nigga, next year – we gonna get some of the, the the people from the from the from that post or that thread, and it's gonna be a power. It's gonna be a power podcast. A little eight I week niche talk about the episode right after it's over. I didn't watch Power until like Wednesday or Thursday last week. I didn't. I just and we be breaking that shit now, and it ain't all good news either. Like it be we be roasting. There's a lot of the shit funny, but like um like I don't get it, fam. Like it ain't it ain't nothing special. Like if this, if I'm up and if I'm up at midnight because. I'm not old as fuck, and it's Friday night. I mean, it's a Saturday night. I'm not in the bed at, at midnight. I like the show. I'm sitting at home in front of my TV, and I can watch it. Why the fuck would I wait till 9 o'clock the next day? You know, sometimes I get up and, and watch it, and sometimes I just don't care. I might be tired, and I fall asleep at 9.30 on Sunday, but I got a DVR. I, mean, I can it's watch. TV. It's t- in this world, like, I don't want to be told when I can watch. Like, why do I got to wait till a specific time? Make all that shit available at the same time, fam. You know what I'm saying? But after watching Power, there's too many, too many open, too many loopholes now. Yeah. Because Kanan is still out there with the money. Tommy got robbed. Uh, Which is angle? Dre's still out here playing both sides of the fence. Man, this is Tasha's finna fuck the lawyer. Man, this season been really so like with Tasha. I don't know why she borrowed the money from Stern in like in approximately forty five minutes. Her husband was about to be home. I don't know. Must be the quickest wire transfer in the history of wire transfers because they don't happen until eight a.m. the next morning. So I don't know how the fuck. Maybe this nigga just gave her cash in a duffel bag. He gave her two million. <laughs> 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 nigga pulled up with two million dollars in cash. Like one, when they thought Ghost was about to get out of jail, they secured two million dollars in legal money in cash for his bail. His bail was denied, so there's two. St- there's still two million dollars of legal cash that is at their disposal. Why the fuck you ain't paying your bills with that? Where is that money? Ghost kind of mentioned it last episode, and Tasha gave a little weird looking eyes and shit. Like, cause she using that money to get out. She gonna try and get out. You go where? The fuck you about to do for a living? You ain't got no skills. You ain't worked since open, high school. Open a boutique. Your, your, your a boutique, boutique in a hair salon. Your boutique plug don't like you no more. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Lala, she gonna turn on y'all niggas in a minute. She gonna end up dying. I'm pretty sure she gonna die by the end of the episode. Okay. End of the season. Kill her off. Yeah. And uh, Tariq, he just looking like all this shit happened. And then got a gun to the back of his head. Your name not really Slim, nigga. Why are you focusing on that part? Why are you feel so betrayed? The nigga killed your other your other male best friend. You hanging out with a lot of men, Tariq. Texting a lot of men in the middle of the night. First he got some pussy this episode. I mean, he got some pussy this season. Mm-hmm. He only like 14, 15. Why are you texting other men? Like, 
can we can we hang out? First it was you and Sean. That was kind of weird. You know what I'm saying? But hey, I let Sean's it Sean's like an older brother. T- that was like an older brother dynamic. I get it. Then it's you and Dre. You want to hang out with Dre? Oh, still somewhat of an older brother. Now you want to hang out with Slim? Like why you got, why you trying to hang out with all these men? Uh, what's what's going on? Like what's going on? I think know? Fifty had the best quotable to show that my name is Kanan Stark and I'm a no good motherfucker. That nigga's a Stark. <laughs> <laughs> He's from the, as we transitioned to Game of Thrones. This shit been lit, dog. I like Game of Thrones, dog. I love Game of Thrones. Best shit on TV. Uh, Daenerys and Jon Snow are going to get married, and they're going to have some babies. That's that's his aunt. Is it? Yeah. He a bastard. How's that his aunt? You got to go back and watch. Through the bloodline, that's that nigga's aunt. But he, not a, he don't have a stark bloodline. He a bastard. Well, it, it'll take too long to explain. Yeah. If you could, but if you go through the bloodline of the show and just pay well, attention, we, we clearly know with Jamie and uh, and the Cersei, it don't fucking matter. Yeah, I mean, uh, not molestation is the word for. Well, maybe it is. No, it's not. It's um, incest. Yeah, incest wasn't really frowned upon that greatly back in those times. Well, that's how they kept their bloodlines in power all these years, and they still do it. That's another story. Um, is that is that your Illuminati fact for the week? No, that's my uh, uh, Queen Elizabeth royal family royal bloodline um, conspiracy realist because it's not a conspiracy really. It's a conspiracy theory. I don't know. Whatever. What is it's not a conspiracy theory. theory it's, it's a conspiracy com- really. Yeah, you fucked it up. I did. <clears throat> but whatever, dog. Um, insecure. Shout out to the Lawrence Highs out here holding it down. Um, I don't understand why the television world would like us to think that Issa versus Tasha is anything besides a slam dunk for <laughs> Tasha. <laughs> like, are we supposed to act like this shit is, like, real? <laughs> it's Lawrence she, out here being a dirtbag. He a dirtbag? He out here dirtbagging, man. Let, How you just, figure that? Lawrence I mean, is a stand-up guy. I won't, I'm not going to say all that. He's a stand-up guy. I have guy. an unpopular opinion when it comes to Insecure. Lawrence is a stand-up guy. He just left a relationship. His feelings are confused. He is in a relationship with this young Tasha girl, and they don't have clear boundaries. So in a fit of confusion, he had sex with his ex-girlfriend. And because he's a real man, he did not want to go back to his old, his new piece with any kind of lies. So he, he come forward like, hey, look, this is what happened. He told her the truth, gave her the, the option of choice. And she chose to continue. I mean, that's a regular circumstance. That shit happens every day. And he didn't have to say that. I don't think he being a dirtbag. I think he being a regular person who's being honest and being truthful. Shout out to Lawrence. Lawrence Hive. I'm I'm a firm part of the I don't I hate that that Lawrence Hive shit. I am a supporter of Lawrence. But let me say this. The reason why Issa cheated on this nigga, like Lawrence was on the couch for like two years. Not doing shit. Lawrence was paying his bills with his savings account. So whether I was doing shit or not, I was paying my half of the rent every fucking month. But but it's hard for a woman to look at a man that doesn't work every day, doesn't get out there, and is ambitious and, you know, driven, you know, as a man in the face. Like, she, Mm -mm. a real woman kind of looks down on shit like that. First, I don't like that real women tag. One, he is a real man. Because I can go take a bullshit job or I got a I got a career and I got a goal in mind. So I'm out here doing interviews, trying to get in my profession. I took an L and started working at Best Buy, which is beneath me. And I should be working at something else. But all the time while I'm sitting here trying to get my life together for my real job, I still got a savings account. 
that's been paying the fucking bills. Like I can see if she was paying all the bills and you just sit on the couch, nigga, I'm paying my fucking bills with the savings account. So clearly I must have been on my shit if I've been out of work for two years and I ain't ran through all my fucking money yet. You know, I'm right. That's, that's yeah, you made some smart financial decisions, but if you're not getting out, getting up, getting out, I've always believed that you supposed to, a man's supposed to work. I got hard work tatted across my forearm. Like, well, that's I, cute, but in no, real no, life, but but in <laughs> real life, like I believe I'm supposed to get up, go to work every day, and make a way for me and my family, and I do that shit. I just kind of, I think the combination of him not working and him not being emotionally accessible to Issa led her to cheat. And I think Lawrence was wrong for telling Tasha that he fucked Issa because if you cheat on somebody or step outside the boundaries of the relationship and they don't know about it and you tell them the only person that you're given freedom to or freeing from that deception is yourself. That's still like well, that's a important, selfish act. It's not, it's not selfish. That's important. Your first, your self comes first. Self-preservation. You need to, you need to release that. And you know what I'm saying? Like, so your feelings are not more important than mine, but you still need to know what's going on. Because if you're in a relationship, I would hate for a third party to come to your to your mate and tell them about some shit that you don't know about. You know what I'm saying? Because now I have really put you in an awkward position. So if the girl I didn't creep with comes up to my girl while she's at work like she was about to and say, hey, me and such and such, like that conversation should come from me. It shouldn't come from the third party. So I do have a responsibility to say that. And I smashed her raw and I've been smashing you raw. There definitely need to be a conversation. You know what I'm saying? So Yeah, I give you that, that, that part of it. And then... Like, I've been that nigga before. I've had a lot of Tashas in my life, women mm-hmm. I just dealt with with no clear roles or boundaries. Definitely. That shit never ends good. I've definitely heard people being, the, be, like, I, you get out of a, a long-term relationship and shit, and then you don't really know what's going on next, and you think that, that everything is good. Because Tasha, in a sense, is giving all, she's giving Lawrence everything that she thinks that he wants in order to have that coveted title of, I'm now she the rebound and he or she he don't know that she the rebound you know what I'm saying and the rebound is really good you get off you get that bitch off the board you you, you look around you throw your elbows around like nigga you feel good but when you You can't start running the fast break and you you Ben Wallace trying to run the fast (laughs) break and you get you get ripped up and shit like damn like the rebound is good and it feels great like you about to do all the shit that you wanted to do and then somebody steal that bitch and now you best back out here because one of two things are going to happen this is this situation with Lawrence and Tasha is going to end and it's going to end badly it's going to end with him impregnating both of them at the same time uh, I wouldn't think that bad <laughs> Issa's going to get pregnant and uh, she's not going to know who the daddy is because now she a hoe wow Jay just because you know that's she just sent out a random text to somebody say trying to fuck like that's the whole episode. This whole season, about she about to go to her quote unquote whole phase. That's the that's the whole thing of the season. So at season one, you actually cheated on your man and was a hoe and got fucked in the studio. And then this year, you are gonna I'm, go through a whole phase. I'm not throwing that whole word around, man. No, that's the, go read the go read the, the episode. Like literally, this this season is about her going through her whole phase. And then the quote unquote whole of the show, which is her best friend, is not the whole no more. She is going through her career phase. Like I didn't make this shit up. Like that's the that's the point of the second season. I don't I don't have no issues with women in whole phases. If it's gonna be fuck fest seventeen for you, you know, then then let it be that. Like if you if you're an adult and you wanna have sex and you wanna have sex with multiple partners and mm-hmm. people, like that's on you. It's not my not my place to go judge and shit like that. You're not a judge. It's it's a name for everything though. 
that don't mean it's bad to be one. Yeah, it's called Saturday night. Like I'm saying, like you know what I'm saying. Like when people uh, um, put an adjective on something, that people think it's judging. Like no, what what do you want me to call it though? Like I want I want to attack. Like we call everything something. There's I'm words, you know, and there's a there's a there's different net words for different behaviors. You know what I'm saying? I'm just having sex and we just enjoying life, sweetheart. You know. We're just enjoying life. Yeah, it is what it is. So let's go. Let's talk. So we've been talking about. Uh, so we were talking about choices and shit like that, right? Oh, and giving man. people because uh, I think everybody full should, disclosure, full disclosure and shit. So this week on the Breakfast Club, uh, last week on the Breakfast Club, technically, Lou Duval was up there and they had like some um, the real side chicks of Charlotte. Yeah. Well, before that, before that, they uh, they had um, a lady, uh, Janet Mock, who was a transgender. A uh, woman who was born a man, transgender woman, blah, 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 whatever. And they asked Lou Duvall about it or whatever. And he was like, and Angelique asked him, like, what would happen if you found out one of the girls you was with used to be a man? He was like, no, that wouldn't happen, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, um, like I would, I would probably be so mad that I would want to kill one of them. That's what he said. And then it was a big... To do, they started trying to ban the Breakfast Club, boycott the Breakfast Club because somehow it was Charlemagne fought that Ludovall said this and blah blah blah. So it was it's a, a big wrong man. Like now I'm not responsible for somebody else say. So the conversation went from uh, the whole transgender thing to a dis- uh, disclosure. Like at what point should that information be discussed? Uh, my opinion is that before you get intimate with someone, mm-hmm. physically intimate with them, you need to let them know that, hey, fam, <laughs> <laughs> I used to, I was born with a dick. And there's so many different words. That you gotta, <laughs> Maybe you should finesse it a little bit better, so, but I mean. So apparently, because you can't say certain things. For some, for, I don't know how this happened, but everybody in every group has so many different rights that's not the right word. So many different things that you can't say public anymore. So now you're supposed to say, I was presenting. Like, I can't, you can't say I was born as a man. I was presenting as a man. Even though my logic and my common sense would be like, well, you. I don't need, I wouldn't need clarification. What do you mean you were presenting as Because they say they, they were always was born this way. They outside body just presented a different way. Oh, so they now, if you say you they learn born, something new every day, for real, I've never so, heard that before. So look, if that's what you want to be referred to and everything like that, and if, if that's quote unquote offensive to you, I do my best. You know what I'm saying? But now it become this. So like, at what point do you have that conversation? Like, so you, to your point, it was like before you get physical. Before before there's physical intimacy, but in this intimacy does start before the physical, right? So if you've been talking to this person on and off for weeks or months, hours on the phone with them, then you when you feel kind of betrayed, if at the particular moment, four, three months later at the particular moment, then you be like, oh, yeah, uh, fam, uh, yeah. I used to be. Yeah, I will, I will feel betrayed, but I can, I can deal with betrayal from a conversation as opposed to betrayal from now a sexual act. No, before the sex happened. Well, before it never happened, yeah, right? Yeah, but, but I can say – I can walk away from a conversation. There's nothing lost. There's I don't know. Well, in some situations, you could have been in love with the person before you had sex with them, right? The feelings can actually start before that. So I think that conversation needs to start uh, when you think that there possibly could be something moving forward. Not necessarily the first date because you don't know 
when yeah, because you know what I'm saying we all lie on that first date. Uh, to to the most part, I mean you're you're presenting a replica of yourself. Yeah, this is you don't really know who somebody is until further on down the line because it's like a job interview. People are putting their best foot forward in the beginning. And I also think that when you go on that first date, like you go into everything thinking everything is great and. Once you see flaws in the other person, it kind of makes you give a little bit less percentage. I was going to this bitch 99, then I heard something like, I mean, 100%, put up 98% now. Because she told me she used to, she from the east side. So, uh, she from the east side, so now she only get 98%. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, I mean, that's a real tough thing, right? Because I would be pissed. You know what I'm saying? How would you feel? If the person that you you didn't grew all these feelings and shit for, and they was like, "Yeah, I, I was born." But a you man. you can but you can draw feelings for a real woman just through con- for a woman that presents herself <laughs> as, as a woman through real conversation, right. and then find something out about her, and it'd be a deal breaker. Mm-hmm. It would just be a deal breaker, and I could walk away from it. That she lied about. Yeah, you'll be hurt though, right? I'd be hurt, but I mean, it would be the same scenario. I could walk away from it. But we don't. But we can't ignore the elephant in the room, right? Because the penis. No, what I'm saying, you made you went through the whole transition. You know what I'm saying? Like you, lady from head to toe. But from a man's standpoint, some men are are. I don't know if this supposed to be polit- quote unquote traditional. Some men only like women, right? And if they like were being straight is uh, wrong. being straight. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So if they felt like, wait a minute, if you were presented as a, if you were born a man and now I, I didn't develop feelings, what does this mean for me? Like how, how did I become to be able to develop feelings for another man? Like that would put somebody in a fucked up mind state. Right. So when we were talking about the power of choice and everything like that, at what point, cause that is, that shit is real. Like that may fuck with somebody need counseling. It may, it may change their life. You know what I'm saying? Like that's a lot of power that you would act, that you put out there and shit like, and Yes, once they told you, and that was a good thing to do, y'all go y'all separate ways, but now this person is dealing with something that's different from, oh, I, or girl lied to me about who she used to mess with. Like, that's something totally different now they got to deal with. Like, that's some shit that we didn't have to deal with a couple years ago. You know what I'm saying? But Or maybe we just didn't. It just the, wasn't yeah. wasn't as, as open and out there. On the, other, on the other hand, like, I can imagine probably how difficult that could be for somebody and why they wouldn't want to tell them because as soon as I say this shit, nigga out. You know what I'm saying? Then that's then that's the the chance that you take. I right. mean, it's just how we talked about earlier. If you got an STD, some people will stick around and deal with it. Some people maybe may have some conflict. Not I don't even want to call it conflicts with their sexuality. It may just be in a different tune with their sexuality, and they'll be fine with that. Mm-hmm. I'm just not one of those people. Right? Like, if that situation was to ever happen to me, I'd be like, no, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, but no thanks. <laughs> like, you know, it was very sorry, interesting. Not sorry, it was very interesting meeting you, <laughs> and Damn. you know, the <laughs> best of luck with you and your future endeavors. Right. But I'll be blocking your number quick, fast, and in a hurry, and I will never tell a soul. Mm. Jesus will be the only other person that knows that we knew each other. Or social media, a.k.a. Bobby Valentino. Oh, man. But you know what? what I, do don't, think about I that? don't think I think Bobby, like, that's just his lane. That's what he likes. What if it's not? Like we, this, isn't the, but this isn't the first time. If you Google that shit, this isn't the first time he's been caught with the transgender. 
Like, I, I've never Googled Bobby I, Valentino. <laughs> I mean, this isn't the first time he's tried blackberry molasses. Mm. So, I mean, I've... I thought it was kind of weird this week how everybody just took that story and ran with it. Like, so what if he was in that situation and a motherfucker would be like, uh, so what if he was paying for, paying for prostitutes and shit like that or paying for... Flying girls out, doing whatever the fuck you want to call it. it. At the end of the day, it's prostitution. A nigga fly you out, it's prostitution. You know what I'm saying? You can make this shit up whatever you want to. So you fly somebody out, and um, everything is good. And she like, oh, yeah. Uh, there's been a... <laughs> I haven't always been this way. And he's like, nigga, what? I'm out this bitch. And he tried to dip. And he's like, well, 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 wait a minute. I showed up. Where me my money? Like, hell, fuck no, nigga. You showed up at something different. Oh, I'm going to expose you. Take my camera out and you start recording. I'm dipping down the fucking hallway. Like, I'm getting the fuck out of there. You're not about to expose me. Like, what if that's the actual situation? It's unfortunate. I'm, what would you do in that situation? <laughs> Number one, I'm not going to order up a prostitute. I'm not. I'm, I'm just I'm just not. I'm Are you, not you above put, back page hoes? Not saying that you should. I am above back page pussy. Let's say you had a, if you had a, if you if you had a bachelor party and there's some women there doing extra favors. Uh. For the, <laughs> for the 50 boss, I know I'm fucking with you. Sounds, sounds like a few bachelor parties I've been to. Um, I'm not I'm not with a cash exchange for sex. I'm just not. I can't do it either. I'm just not. Now, if I'm interested in you and we go out on a few dates or a date and it leads to sex, that's one thing. But I'm not. We, you're not going to come to my house and I'm going to say, hey, instead of going out to yeah. you know, Union Street tonight, here's $60. Let's just get to what I really want to do, and then you can go home. No, thank you. I'm not presenting that as an option. Yeah, That's I was just, I was asked that question on another podcast this week, and I'm like, I can't do a straight up cash. And well, you pay for it indirectly. Well, let me pay for it indirectly. Yeah, I mean, my, we we pay for a lot of shit indirectly. My ego could not handle the fact that if me and you let were, me make you make me think that you wanted to have sex with me because you wanted to like if, not because i gave you 60 dollars. right that's a low ball but yeah. for real but like you if, pay a woman 60 dollars for sex you're paying for an std yeah. <laughs> let it burn let yeah you paying for an std i don't think my ego will let me like so you mean to tell me if i didn't pay you money you wouldn't have sex with me fuck out of here fuck i look like like a nigga that has 60 dollars in his pocket and paid for sex can't do it but uh i thought it was interesting how everybody Ran to that situation, right? Also, as if you, know, you can't say anything about anybody in the LBGTQ community, you know what I'm saying? Or like you are, I don't know, whatever the fuck. But like people jumped out there and attacked Bobby. I don't know what happened with that man. Because if a motherfucker, if I walk into a situation, so so look, <laughs> we do this Take pod- the picture. Like we do this podcast shit, right? So somebody books some motherfucking studio time and they walk in and it's all. Uh, all men with beards and shit, and they all dressed in high heels and shit, and they got their cameras and shit. I'm walking this motherfucker like, uh, no, nah, fam, we gotta like. You canceling the session? I'm like, I might, I may not feel comfortable with. We gotta the pay cameras. rent. We gotta pay rent. I'm just trying to give. I'm not. This is not. I'm just trying to give a scenario that I can make this example from. Right. Okay. Or if I walk into a situation where I'm not comfortable and I say, hey, you know what I'm saying? I'm not comfortable with the situation, blah, blah, blah. And then they take out fucking cameras and try to record me, like to do harm to me on social media. I'm getting the fuck out of there. Like you're discriminating against us because. Like at what point is it discrimination? And at what point is it I just don't like this? 
I don't I think those lines have been have been grayed out. Like we're supposed to be accepting and acceptable of everything. And it's funny that you mentioned that. So let me s- share a quick story time with Dave okay. in that same situation or a similar situation. Long time ago, I used to work at a gospel station. I was an on-air personality at at a gospel station here in Detroit. And the gospel station ran differently than a lot of other stations. Like, I would have times where I was on air. I would produce other people's shows or other churches would do, like, live feeds or call in and things of that nature. And then sometimes I have people that would come into the studio Mm -hmm. and do shows. And when I get to work, I used to work 6 a.m., 6 a.m. to noon, like most Sunday mornings. So I would get to work. You know, I look at, like, my call sheet of what songs I got to play, what commercials I got to run, and who's on the schedule for today. This one week, I had a brand-new client. I'm not going to say their name, but it was a brand-new client on my schedule for a half-hour show. So the door rang. The show was supposed to go on at 1030. The door rings about 10.15, 10.20, I'm assuming. Okay, this is this is my guess. Now, the station itself was downtown on Jefferson, right across the street from uh, Jefferson Ford. And we had cameras everywhere, so you could see people coming in and leaving and all that. So I see that there's what appears to be a woman, big church hat, skirt, heels, at the front door. I'm assuming this is my 10.30. I go to let, let the door open. This is clearly a man with a full beard, a wig, dressed in traditional, like, church garb that you would see any woman in a Baptist church wearing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I slam the door. (laughs) And I go back down. Because being in that location, we get a lot of crackheads, derelicts, just knocking on the door and shit. So I'm thinking, okay, you got me on a Sunday morning. And I slam the door. About 10 minutes later, the studio phone rings. Now... We got two lines in the studio, the one that you can call in and, and like actually phone. talk, and then it's like the bat phone. The bat phone rings, and I pick it up. It's my boss, and she said, your 1030s outside, and they said you slammed the door on them. I'm like, my boss, her name was Crystal. I'm like, Crystal, there's a man outside dressed as a woman, and I'm not letting them in here. She's like, no, that's Reverend such and such. That's your 1030. You need to let them in and apologize. I hang up the phone. I let them in, you know, try try to glaze over it. Oh, you're, you know, say my little pleasantries, and they come in. I will not call this book that she was reading from a Bible, mm. but they had a half-hour show, and her tagline was, it's okay to be gay. Now, this is live broadcast on a Sunday morning, and we're giving out the station on the gospel chase on, on a gospel chase. channel, and we're giving out the number. If you so got comments, with, so call in. So what's wrong with Crystal? Now, why do you think this is acceptable on your gospel station? Because Crystal was a terrible pro- station director, program manager. Like before you, you, before you, I left there, they were selling eight-hour blocks of time to this uh, to this Hispanic to a company that came in and played like I don't know. Mariachi music? Yeah, they played mariachi music for like eight hours a day. Like, they bought the time. Why would you alienate your fan base, your your, your listener, your viewership? Like, clearly if this is a Christian station, they don't want to hear that gay is okay, whether you believe that to be true or not. 
Because she was all about the ad dollars, and that's just how that's just how she ran. Like if me and you wanted to buy a block of, and the station is still alive and pumping. If me and you wanted to buy a block of time and come do Shop Talk podcast on the Gospel Station, how we do it right now, we could go do that shit. I'm cursing. And there they would just hit the seven second delay button. So now we we are doing the show. I'm in the other, I'm in the control room, and I got my guests there in the booth doing the show. Now I tell anybody that I have come in for a live feed, don't pick up the phone. Because there's two phones. There's a phone in the studio where you're at and there's the phone where I'm at. You don't answer the phone because I need to screen the call and let you know which line to pick up. They are picking up the phone as soon as it rings. Live on air, they picking it up. And people are calling in cussing fucking mad on a Sunday morning on the gospel station. Now, when you hear people cussing, there, there was actually like a button at the time that I would have to push to like beep it, bleep it out. You say fuck, I wait. I count one, two, three, and then I press the button to try and try Man. and sync it up since it's the seven second delay. It was literally cussing for a whole half hour. Everybody that called in was on fifty on a Sunday morning to the point where I told them I I kind of like put in my own commercial break and went in there like, look, don't you touch the phone, not nothing. I unplugged the bitch and take it with me. Yeah, I mean I couldn't do that. I wasn't thinking to do that yeah. shit, but. But yeah, man, it's okay to be gay. And I worked at that station for about two years, and this one show in particular ran for probably about a good six months. Mm. That's very interesting, man. Um, I don't know, but like at some point, personal preference actually takes precedent, right? So there, there, there are men who say, "I don't like fake titties. I want some natural. I want, I want natural titties." So, and the reason I, I'm bringing this up is. Um, there was a tweet by, uh, I guess, a popular transgender woman, uh, and it went out. And he was basically was like, "Listen, I, if you were, I want a woman who was born a woman." And that was one of the comments that uh, I think Duvall said or some shit like that. So they had made uh, the most retarded. So they was like, so they basically made some horrible points. I'm trying to find this damn tweet here. This is real. Here's what the tweet said. Oh, they fucking deleted the damn tweet. You know it's bullshit because they deleted the tweet. But yeah, some um, a transgender woman she uh, retweeted me, and we kind of went back and forth on Twitter and shit. Um, I didn't want to get involved <laughs> to this particular level, but it is what it is. Um, but at the end of the day, personal preference has to become. So if you say I want natural breasts and you don't want all men and titties, does that mean you are? Uh, fake titty phobic or you know what I'm saying or if you have a, a preference where well I don't want a woman to have injections in her but I want quote unquote natural like at what point does personal preference step in it's like I'm not afraid I don't hate you I don't want any harm to come to you I don't think you should have different rights from the me or anything of that nature if I just don't want this as my personal preference like how is when does when can I when am I allowed to have a personal preference that's that's changed up so much it's like we're not you're essentially not allowed to have one anymore. People want you to be all inclusive, want you to be understanding to every sensitive to everything that, you know, there should be no discrimination. And I think it's not even discriminating. It's like you said, I if you give me an option of a peanut butter and jelly sandwich or a steak and cheese of like, well, 
if I have a preference, I would prefer to eat steak and cheese rather than peanuts, peanut butter though? and jelly. What about the peanut? What about and all those what, hard working peanut pickers? That like, fans, and that's, can I and just that's what, what it I starts want? to become. Like, even something on a larger scale, like Black Lives Matter, and then people yelling "All Lives Matter." Well, we're not talking about all lives. I'm talking about Black Lives. Like, that's I what this, I prefer to defend. I felt that way this week, and I and I and I thought to myself, like, I am about to scream out "All Lives Matter." And I'll give you the, the example because on this Breakfast Club interview, they kept talking about, um, like, I don't think it's right for somebody to kill transgender women or transgender men. Um, because I don't think of, it's right for murder, period. That's what I was trying to, you know what I'm saying? They, they kept putting a, a specific qualifier on it. And I was about to say, well, don't qualify it as transgender death or blah, blah, blah. Then I'm thinking, like, wait a minute. That must be the all lives matter people. When somebody say black matters, like, well, wait a minute, all lives matter. So I'm like, okay, so this is a, a quote-unquote particular topic or, or a discussion or, or a lifestyle that I don't necessarily agree with. And because you keep saying, don't hurt them, I want to be like, well, don't hurt nobody. But then I'm like, damn, that's it. I feel like an all-lives matter person. So when I was about to tweet that shit and put it out, I'm like, yeah, I'm not. Because then I'm going to feel like I'm the all-lives matter people. So then I had I to take you. a step back and be like, well, well, maybe that's how they feel in this particular situation. Maybe they they just don't want to hear that I'm like, well, I don't know. I mean, it put me in an awkward position. I'm like, because I want to, I want to say what I want to say. Having but then, your personal preference and wanting to express that puts you in an awkward position. Yeah, so I'm like, I, I for like 2.2 seconds, like I understood why people be screaming "All Lives Matter." But guess what? Not to me. <laughs> it's still, <laughs> not to me. It's still BLM. So yeah, I don't know what to tell you. Um, so as far as preference, uh. I mean, your preference is your preference. So when should the STD conversation, right? So say you have a STD, when should that information come up? I, th- I think it should still be the same rule. Before you get intimate with someone, physically intimate, you should be you should tell them, hey, look, I got herpes. And I'm not going through an outbreak right now, but there's a chance that if we have sex, protected or unprotected, you may catch it. Give them that full disclosure and let them have the ability to choose because I know I got friends of mine that I know have herpes and they be fucking. Mm. They, they be out here every weekend fucking. There's a website, some called like my, a friend of mine that has it. There's a website that he uses called <laughs> like HD. It's okay. other people with herpes. That's what you had to do. Because I mean, once you get it, dog, like, listen, I don't care. And this is probably the reason people don't tell, but it is what it is. If you tell me that, there's no way I'm having sex with you, whether you're having an outbreak or not. There's no way I'm never having sex with you. I just don't want to. And that's the fine. risk. Like, that's, it's that's my, your it's, choice. It's my yeah. choice. The risk for me and wherever, nigga, as soon as I insert, you may start having a breakout. Who the fuck knows when you about to have a breakout? You know what I'm saying? So, no, I don't want to, ever. And that's probably why you don't. That's why probably why they don't tell, because most people, a lot of people will be like, nah, I'm never doing it. So, sorry. Keep it moving. And it is what it is. But if I would like, you need to just go on H date then. Like that's where that's where your pool of people at for the rest of your life. Don't go fucking with people without the H because that's not fair. I mean, it's it's personal. It's a crapshoot because you literally do not know. What if you are literally in the act and that's when your body decides it wants to go through? It don't. It ain't no. But I mean, you've never had or. I mean, even both of us, we've talked about this shit before. It's just been regular women that I 
Like I'm like, nah, I'm good. Just for my own personal yeah, reasons. I didn't pass out so much. Yeah, it doesn't have to be because of herpes or, or anything of that nature. I can just say I don't want to just because that ain't what I want. So I mean it, it's still it's still that same option. I mean, I think you should still have that same option. I but I think before you get physically intimate with somebody, you should let them know. Or so what if you got a ninety day rule? Right? Okay. And you're not planning on getting intimate with this person until 90 days. You're going to wait this whole 90 days to tell them that shit after they didn't spend all their money, put all their time. If somebody tells you that they have a 90-day rule you've already, and you've chosen to participate, then you can't say after they spent all that money. Like, you, that's the choice that you made. On whose part? On whoever's paying for these dates and doing whatever they're doing in, in the, the ninety hope of days, that, like so, if you would have, you t- can't, but you can't, you can't hope that in ninety days she gonna fuck you. Like it just don't work like that. It do work like that to an extent. <laughs> what I'm saying is, I mean, if I have the- women I've had sex with before we went out on the first date. I have women I've waited damn near six months to have sex. But that's with. not that's not the discussion though. Discussion is if you have a sexually transmitted disease, or now they call them STI or sexually transmitted infection. And you have a 90-day rule. You guys have discussed that we we not having sex until 90 days. So on the 90th day, then you tell that person, oh, yeah, I got herpes. Like, damn, why didn't you tell me that when we agreed to this 90-day shit? Because now you you have uh, – you, you've taken – They haven't it. taken away the choice. And you have taken away 90 days worth of money hey man, and many, time that I invested. How many dates have you gone on where it just didn't turn into shit? When you date somebody, one or two things is going to happen. Either it's going to work out or it's not. And you could be with somebody for years. You could be with them for months. Either it's going to work or it's not. It don't matter what the rule is. It does. That would be pissed. <laughs> like, like you didn't put your little 90 days. You wait for your – I got fired on my 89th day one time. My only job I've ever been fired. I got fired on my 89th day. We talked about the shit on one of the first episodes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You waiting on that 90 day like, nigga, I'm getting my fucking raise. Like, I didn't put in 90 days. Nigga, we about to get this shit And cracking. then the 90 days never comes. No. Or it can come. Like, yeah, we can still do it, but you got to walk through. <laughs> you got to walk through this H first. I'm like, no, why didn't you tell me this a long time ago? Because then I'd have put my, I would have put my 90 days in or not. You know what, man? I, I just look for me. I've dated some women that have never led to anything. They've just been, they just been cool people that I've gotten to know and, and you know, this enjoyed their company. And this, it's never been... I dated somebody last year, and and I thought, like, maybe this could you – know, yeah, it was early last year I dated somebody. No, 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 no. I'm just – yeah, I was just thinking about the timeline. And I and it was cool. Like, I thought, hey, maybe this is somebody I like. It could be something. Yeah. But then, like, she, she started ghosting on me. She was going through something. We kind of ghosted. Then we, like, ran back into one another. It's not that I wanted to repick shit back up. Like mm-hmm. sometimes shit just don't work, and that's just part. That's just the crapshoot of the game. You roll the dice. Sometimes it's just not gonna work. Well, I, I get what you're and saying. I wait, in a regular and I, and situation, I paid, I paid for dates. We went out and did shit, and it just didn't. There was no return on the investment, and sometimes that's just what it is. Yeah, but there was a possible return. There's always the possibility, but there's there is no possible return when I know for sure I'm never gonna have sex with you if you got herpes. Well, that's you. That's what, you. What I'm saying is like so. I would like the heads up before I put in ninety days. It's a lot. That's of all n- I'm saying. It's a lot of niggas walking around here. 
people. And if you got a ninety day rule, you need to let them niggas know on day one if they need to, because that will impact. That will impact if you gonna stick out for ninety days. Like I'm not about to wait ninety days and get herpes. Like what the? <laughs> fuck? But you may not. You may not never get it. I hope. I hope Cook, I never. Cookie, Shit. Cookie don't have AIDS. Who's, uh, according to you <laughs> Like she about to come out to the open Like yeah nigga I've been had this shit too Like she never gonna say that Hey man I mean I'm just I'm just trying to make it real for me Alright man <laughs> uh, I don't know if you wanna touch on this other topic man It's less uh, It's less uh, <laughs> It's less to do with AIDS and shit like that Full disclosure ladies and gentlemen uh, Yeah this is not a full disclosure question But it, it is one that I wanted to discuss Cause I saw um, a video this week on my Instagram, and it was a, um, um, I don't know, a young man. I don't know, he may have been teenager, early twenties, and he slapped the shit out of his kid. Like he really fucked his kid up. Slapped the shit out of the kid. Kid get up, slaps him again. He slapped him like three times. Like it wasn't like a play slap. Like he literally slapped this motherfucker like across the room and shit. And then the caption under said, "Older brother punishes younger brother um, because younger boy um, like." hit a girl at school or he, he he beat up a girl or something like that. So he was like, so matter of fact, the guy said, I'm not going to punch you for real. I'm a, I'm just going to bitch slap you. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So, and they was like, do you agree or not agree? Or did this go too far or whatever? So it was so many problematic things with that. The first one is one, you say, I'm a bitch slap you. So you are punishing the, you, you, this is why it don't make sense. So you are upset with this child because instead of talking things out or walking away or, or diffusing the situation, he chooses to use physical violence and, and hit a young woman. So in order for you to teach him not to do that, you're going to use physical violence to hit him. Right. And then the term that you use is I'm a bitch slap you is what you use to, quote unquote, hit a woman with. So, like, that whole message has to be confusing. Right. Because I'm teaching you not to hit a woman. By using the term that we hit, I'm gonna hit you like a woman, so you don't hit. You know what I'm saying? Like, so then it got me thinking. Like, all right, so corporal punishment and whipping children and things of that nature is that shit effective? Has it ever been effective, or how effective is it? Should we do it? Do we do it? And like that whole process. I think it's to each his own. For me, I rarely, I rarely raise a hand to my children because I don't have to. I got good kids. And we have an understanding like, yeah, I'll raise my voice. I may ha- even have to raise up every now and again. But like having to inflict like physical violence, it typically doesn't happen. That's just not the way that I choose to parent. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I still get the results that I need. You know, I look at my parenting style is that, you know, I'm more of an I play more of an advisor. I step back and I let you kind of go through your life. Now, if, if I need to intervene, I'm not going to let you jump off a cliff. I'm going to be there to to guide you in the right direction. But, like, I don't need to micromanage my kids or everything that they do because they're going to be adults longer than they're going to be kids. I don't need to save them from everything. Some things they need to fuck up and they need to learn how to overcome it and come out of those situations. Mm-hmm. And I don't need to necessarily hit them in order to be the hand of discipline or let them know that, like, certain shit just ain't going to fly. You know, I use different forms of punishment to get my to get my way across. I mean, if I do got to hit hit one of the kids and, you know, so be it. But it's not, you know, I'm not taking off my belt and just, you know, beating them like a runaway slave. I do what I need to do to get the point across and we're done with it. Um, I'm not taking them to the whooping house and (laughs) and pulling out the Johnson stick. Well, we'll talk about that because it literally 
I was having a conversation earlier, and I think all that kind of plays a role. I was reading an article, and it was about victims of abuse. Mm-hmm. And they say um, when abuse happens to you, typically you internalize it, you rationalize it, and then oftentimes you will turn around and do that same type of abuse to, to another. your children. Uh, so whether it's children or not, or like so if you were sexually abused, sometimes, unfortunately, you rationalize that behavior and then you ultimately end up being a sexual predator. Now, that, that doesn't mean that every person who's ever been sexually abused, that's just this one example. You replicate the, the yeah. behavior of your abuser. So when I ask about corporal punishment and whoopers and things of that nature, most people, myself included, was like, yeah, well, whoop, I got whooped as a child. It worked for me. I whoop you. And I thought to myself, is that me? talking because I have I'm a logical person I weigh the pros and cons or is this somebody who is internalized quote-unquote victim and you just trying to do a shit because it, it quote-unquote work for you and then I mean that's a that's a that's a question that we have are we advanced to the point where we have just found different methods to get different things um, I don't think there is one answer that fits everything I think it's different per child uh, per age, per circumstance, per parent, per relationship, because and at different stages of adolescence, from childhood to adolescence to teens or whatever, there are different things that you need. Because we didn't always get weapons. At first, it was talks and and raising voices or whatever, and then it was the threat of something, aka the whoop a house or whatever like that. And then at some point, then it was a physical. You know what I'm saying? And then it was talking and things of that nature so it wasn't just you don't do what i say everybody getting a whooping all the time it was always different things and i progression yeah and i and i kind of think that it is now i don't subscribe to the point where i think that at no point ever should a child ever get a whooping period because everything is different every situation is different i know like children for an example we test the limits of different things. Yeah, and children need discipline, and they need they need limit boundaries and limitations yeah. set. But like, I gotta like if my son knocks over a glass of milk, I'm not gonna whoop his ass because he knocked over a glass of milk. We gonna get some napkins. We gonna clean it up. We gonna knock over a glass of milk every day. If you knock over a glass of milk every day, then there may be something else there. There may be some other underlying theme there, and we gonna have a discussion about it. You know, that's that's how I'm going to progress in the discipline. Now, if you taking out a, the gallon of milk out the refrigerator, opening up the top and just pouring it out on my on my kitchen floor, so then you're getting your ass beat. That's what I meant by, like, children test boundaries. And not because I'm trying to be bad, but, like, as a kid, when I push this, will this open up my crib? Oh, if I put this stool here, can I get on top of this stool and get this cookie or whatever? You just do shit, you know what I'm saying? Because I, I want to know how things work. I am learning or whatever, yeah. right? So if I want to do something and then I find out, well, once I do this, what's going to happen is we're going to have a conversation. Mom or dad going to come here and talk to me and nothing's going to happen. And then tomorrow I'm going to go do what the fuck I want to do again. And mom or dad's going to come here and have a, con- a conversation with me. I may not be able to play my PlayStation for a couple of days, and then I'm going to do what the fuck I want to. Like, I can learn that this is the pattern. Like, at what point does the fear of a whooping or the fear of actual punishment, like, I'm not going to do this shit because last time I got popped in the mouth. I don't really want to get popped in the mouth. I really want Like, I don't know 
how do you how you balance? I that can't too? I can't balance the child logic aspect of it. You know what I'm I mean, because I, I definitely am, got whoopings in the past where like, oh, I didn't do this shit because I didn't want to get a whooping. And I got shit like, well, some things I didn't do because, you know what, my parents are not, they don't be very upset or they'll be let down, whatever. I mean, I could say for myself, I was a child that pushed the motherfucking limit. Mm -hmm. I mean, to the point up until I left home, I was still pushing limits. Now, they got to a point where my father ain't really, it wasn't whoopings, but like he (laughs) he would talk to you like you was a piece of shit. Like he, my dad has a way of picking you apart mm-hmm. and tearing you down if it needs to happen to make you feel like you're about two inches tall. And sometimes that could be like I didn't do shit because I just didn't want to have that conversation. Which could be worse than physical violence sometimes. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like that, that, that mental break, that talk. Depending on how that talk works. I can make you feel like a piece of shit, and this shit can stay with you for the rest of your life. Hey, man, I used to write down my old dude's quotables. I still, I still got them somewhere because I said, because I said, when I'm a parent, I'm gonna use some of this <laughs> shit because this shit right here is classic. So I mean, it, it just, it just, I think as a parent, you know your child, mm-hmm. and you know which form. You of should dis- know your child. Yeah, you should, and you should also know which. It's just like being a supervisor at a job. You know certain things. Certain people respond to certain things. Being I can coach. Good, being a good supervisor. Yeah, I can job. coach this person this way, and it's going to be a reaction. I mean, or I mean, I may have to talk to this person more directly to get what I need from them. Which is why, man, it's it's tough because I really do. So we talking about jobs and supervisors. You know what I'm saying? You have a coaching session with your agents or your employees. Yeah. And then as you would probably have a coaching session with your, your direct rapport, your, I mean, your leader or whatever. I think there should be coaching sessions with parents because each parent didn't grow up in a situation where they know how to do that. I mean, I don't know, but I don't know if I go that far. I'm not saying mandatory. I'm thinking there should be, I wish there were opportunities or outlets where you can go and learn how to resolve conflict, how to. Oh, there's counseling. The state offers different classes. All I'm just saying is like, there's, there's no right or wrong way to parent. There's not definitely a wrong way. Well, yeah, there there are wrong things to do, but it's not like a rule book that you work from. The shit don't come like when you buy Madden, it come with a guide that shows you how to play. When you're a parent, you got to wing that shit. Now, I've made some good parenting decisions, and I've made some ones that I, I look know. back on, and I was like, uh, I, I probably could have done this better. I don't know about that, though. So some people say, well, you're not a parent. You can't. T- well, this is my child. You can't teach me how to raise my child. Yes, the fuck I can. Because I got eyes and I have common sense, and I know two plus two is four. So no, I'm not a parent, and no, yes, every situation is different. But you probably shouldn't be smoking weed with your 15 year old. You know what I'm saying? I can you can give me all these. What he's gonna do with somewhere else? But no, you should not probably be smoking weed. You shouldn't be rolling up dope. You know what I'm saying with your kids. You know what I'm saying? There's certain shit that I don't need to be a parent to know. I, and every situation, yes, is different. But no, you shouldn't be bagging up crack cocaine with your hey kids. Man, my homeboy Doug, mama used to let us smoke in the let us smoke in the living room, and she would make us snacks. She come in there with some tombstone pizzas, and I know she probably <laughs> a bunch got of Capri Suns. A, I know she probably got like a logical explanation. You know what I'm saying for all that shit. But it probably it's I can know that this shit is not, that's a bad idea. You know what I'm saying? But every situation is different. But I know, like, this is a bad idea, whether I got kids or not. Like, you probably shouldn't um, You probably shouldn't do the shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, and But some people say, well, you can't tell me how to raise my kid because this is my kid. 
well, you probably shouldn't fuck them up like that. Like using a baseball bat on your kid, whether it's your kid or not, like it's a it's a. What clear, did he do? You know <laughs> what did he do? <laughs> Got to hear he both sides. To, yeah, he breaking to the he breaking in the houses on the block. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? There is definitely uh, situations where you can stand back and look and be like, nigga, this shit just don't add up. Like whether I'm a parent or not, whether this is my kid or not, nigga, two plus two is four all the time. We need to have a parenting episode and also a child support episode. Woo. And, I'm call- and I won't. So I was going to do that, right? But I was looking at, uh, shout out to Charlie and Bree. Uh, I was looking at her post online because she was winning. She, on was, the ch- she was talking that truth. And listen, I never heard nobody break it down that way. You know what I'm saying? That half shit. Like I never heard. I, I, the shit makes all the fucking sense in the world. And I had that conversation at work with a couple of different people. And one of the women, um, she was in a situation on both sides where she doesn't get child support, enough child support for from one of her childs, but then her husband pays too much, you know what I'm saying, for two. And like it was she saw the 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 extremes of both. And like it's hard for me to say because I literally see how fucked up it is like on both ends. But like I never heard anybody break it down that way. I'm thinking like, nigga, we need to do an episode on that because oh, we, we will. We will, because I got some strong feelings towards. We kind of touched towards, on, on in, in the, like that four nights versus three nights shit. Like that's not that's not right. That's how it's, I mean, I've said it once before, and I stand by it. Sometimes it's cheaper to kill her. All right, dog. All right, man. <laughs> uh, and on that note, <laughs> Dame Gone Wild Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, shit don't change. Shop Talk Pod, Shop Talk Podcast on Instagram, and we're here to stay. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so I want y'all to uh, go ahead and send a voice note over to Shop Talk Podcast at gmail.com. Email um, your thoughts on child support. Um, what do you think the system is just fine? What do you think it should be changes? At me. We can fight about it. No, uh, but I mean, I want to use our input also on the corporal punishment, the whoopings. Um, it should it be a, a mixture of both? Should it be all corporal, all talk? You know, or whatnot. I definitely want to hear everybody's opinion. Do you think you are a victim? And now you are just repeating the cycle of the. Uh, <laughs> We're all victims to our parents' abuse. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I would love that feedback. Um, Shop Talk Podcast at gmail.com, uh, www.shoptalkpod.com, and uh, follow us on Instagram, Shop Talk Podcast. And um, I'm not saying we the Rockefeller Podcast, but we are Jane Dane. Hell yeah. Peace. <laughs>